Welcome to episode 15 of the Country Line Songwriter Series, where you'll hear from some of the most successful artists and songwriters working in Nashville today. Country music is all about storytelling, and this is where you'll discover the stories from the people themselves of how they managed to find their way into such a competitive industry and rise to the top what motivates and inspires them, and what they've learned along the way. Lady A formed after members Hilary Scott, Charles Kelly, and Dave Haywood met in Nashville. After a few months of performing around the area, they signed with Capital Nashville in 2007. The band's first single, Love Don't Live Here, peaked at number three on the country charts. A self-titled debut album followed in April of 2008, featuring the chart-topping single, I Run To You, which also enjoyed crossover success as a top 40 pop hit. Within a year and a half, Lady A's debut had gone platinum and earned a Grammy nomination. The group enjoyed their newfound success while putting the finishing touches on a second album. Need You Now appeared in early 2010 and its title track became the band's highest charting song to date, topping the country charts and peaking at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It eventually sold over three million copies. The album experienced similar success going gold during its second week of release and reaching platinum status soon after. The band then took a break from recording a third studio album in order to attend the Grammys where they took home five awards. Lady A's third studio album, 2011's Own the Night, generated a hit single right out the box. Just a Kiss, which became the trio's fastest rising single yet and crossed over topping Billboard's hot adult contemporary chart. Their next single, Dancing Away With My Heart, reached number two on Billboard's country chart. Lady A then released the holiday album On This Winter's Night in the fall of 2012. The record entered Billboard's top 10 upon its release and was certified gold in the US. In May of 2013, Lady A issued Golden, their fourth full-length studio album, preceded by the hit single Downtown. The album entered the Billboard charts at number one. The trio quickly followed Golden with 747. In the fall of that year, the record's first single, Bartender, became a top 10 smash prior to the album's release. 747 also produced two other modest hits, Freestyle and Long Stretch of Love. Lady A took a hiatus in 2016 with Charles Kelly and Hilary Scott both pursuing individual solo projects. They returned in the summer of 2017 with the soft, mellow, Busby-produced Heartbreak, which was nominated for a Grammy Award. The band returned to Ireland to perform at Dublin's Three Arena in October of 2017, which is when they chatted with myself, Stuart Bamford. The Countryline Songwriters Series with Lady A. From first hand, how do the audiences differ over here? You know, we'll have people come through the meet and greets and they're, you know, talking about songs off the new record like Hurt or Somebody Else's Heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to say that, you know, there aren't diehard fans in the States that, mm-hmm. of course, know all the songs off the record, but not to this level. I feel like when you come over, you know, to places like Dublin, the fans that are coming to your show are so diehard and so excited to see you that it's almost like they go and do their research and they know who wrote the songs. I think that's what, to me, it kind of opens up the amount of songs that you can really start digging in and doing. That's why we've catered our set list completely different, more like, you know, diving into some of the newer songs and less, it's, cover, it's songs. less cover songs. It's a lot of fun. We pour our heart and soul into every single track on every record and so it's not just the songs that get put on the radio so i think to feel that love and that investment from the fans here is just really um it's a real 
amazing feeling. Obviously, you've got Brett Young and Kelsey Ballerini out on the road with you. And looking back over the past couple of tours, it seems as though anybody who tours with you guys then goes on to become a massive country star. But <laughs> these guys, they really are superstars waiting they to happen. Are. And Kelsey's well on her way, isn't she? She came through our meet and greet uh, as a fan of ours when she was 13 years old. So we were at CMA Music Festival in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, this was probably 2009, 8, somewhere around there. And um, obviously, we didn't know at the time. So we, we got on tour together, and Kelsey showed us this picture earlier this year. She's like, I got my picture with you guys. I was 13. Y'all had just started and had a few songs out. and yeah, we, we did. We, we definitely felt old. But, man, it's, it, it's been great to watch her star rise. I mean, she is on fire. And Brett, I mean, we really tour with people we love. We try to handpick artists we love and we believe in, and we believe in their music. And, and Brett's no exception. I mean, his first few songs have been killing it in the U.S., and I'm excited for people to see him here. And, again, it's fun. This is their first time, I believe, playing in Dublin. So, for us, that's a big honor. You know, we had that role underneath people like Keith Urban, um, and some other artists that took us to different places and Australia and things like that. So for us to help introduce Ireland to these two uh, superstars is, is really a big honor for us. You know, obviously life's changed quite significantly. You're all married now. You've got kids. How has life on the road changed over the years? It's really funny. I mean, backstage, especially in the States, you know, when you we've got this caravan of tour buses and stuff and immediately there's kiddie pools. Every time you walk out of your bus, you know, somebody's got the kids out there and um you know it's just it's a traveling family circus and um you know but it's funny the minute we put our kids to bed and we all kind of you know get into uh our little hangout room we call it club labellum and just start laughing and goofing off and getting ready for the show not much has changed you know it's, it still feels like summer camp but it is it's funny it's like i don't know why it just this business keeps you feeling young, even though you're not. You feel like you, yeah, I still feel like I'm in my 20s out here on the road, uh, although the hangovers are a lot harder to deal with. But um, it's just, it's the greatest job, and we still enjoy it and appreciate it. And I think a little bit of that break, you know, we took a couple of years ago was, I think, to even gain more of an appreciation that we have now. And kids really put it all into perspective, too. You know, you know there are times where I was like, oh man, maybe we made a wrong song choice here or made a mistake here we could be a little bit bigger or this and kids kind of make you go life in a perspective so much where like now i'm just like i can't imagine being in any different scenario than we are right now I just i'm loving where life is for us as a band and um in my family and i don't know it's just it's just a nice place to be so i think that's kind of the state that we're in now is like we've been a band 11 years and we want to do it for another 10 if not 20 years if possible you know as long as people show up and you mentioned the break there you know i think it was your first hiatus in something like 10 years mm -hmm. and it wasn't that long but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <And> <laughs> during that time you obviously uh hillary you released a gospel album yes and charles you released the driver um when you go for so long, such a tight schedule, mm -hmm. and every day's mapped out, you probably look at a calendar and you know what you're doing every day for the next year. What's it like to just stop? You know, it was nice to, Hillary has, has literally been talking about wanting to do a record with her family since we started as a band. She said, at some point in my life, I want to do this because that's how she learned how to sing harmonies and that's who taught her music. And, and for her to be able to kind of do that and fulfill that dream, you know, and it not be at the expense of like you know the band breaking up it was like no she really wants to do this this is a perfect and she can have that you know christian career with her family and be able to do this and we can go do this we can do side projects we can go produce a record if we want we can write with other artists 
And I don't know. I think it only makes us stronger when we get back together because it's like you get all these little artistic itches out, you know. And they all kind of can live alongside each other. And we said from the very beginning as a band, like we're all creative artists coming together to form this trio and for us to not be able to to nurture that individual creativity in our own ways you know because we gave ourselves the freedom to do that gave each other the freedom to do that I think I know we came back um, into making heartbreak so much better versions of ourselves for ourselves for for the fans, for the recording process, the writing process, all of it it really had such an incredible positive impact on on all of it and the album was produced by busby and i mean you look at what he's done lately for mara morris yeah. keith urban mm-hmm. lauren elena i know he worked with you guys on 747 mm-hmm. you know in the past he would have maybe been more associated with pop acts mm-hmm. do you think because he is country's sort of go-to guy at the minute do you think that's an example of again how much the genre has shifted yeah to a point you know i will say if you listen to what he does though he tailors his production style to what the artist I think needs you know I mean he's done a lot of stuff with like pink and of course that sounds a lot different than what you know he's doing with us um and I do think that's what I like about him is he's able to kind of preserve what he believes is the cool of the artist and uh but we've said it when we started I mean I remember remember when we put love don't live here out and that was our first thing I said this is pretty much a southern rock rock and roll song you know and i was very curious you know how we would fit in the genre what the fans would think and it just you know the genre has just changed so much and i think it's because there is a need for you know just bands you know and especially on pop music and um you know it's much more beat driven and single solo artist driven stuff that it's like this to me this genre has opened up um you know a voice i guess for all the you know, traditional country still, but also for kind of, you know, bands like us that were just as much influenced by Tim McGraw as we were, you know, Led Zeppelin and Pearl Jam and, you know, Almond Brothers and, you know, Tom Petty. I said it the other day, you know, when they said, you know, what's Tom Petty's influence? I would say that artists like Aldine and, you know, Eric Church and ourselves would probably say that Tom Petty was if as much, if not more of an influence than, you know, like Hank Williams was yeah. for us. Cause that's what we grew up on. Yeah. You know, we grew up on Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney and, and, uh, and, you know, guys like that. I just want to mention Need You Now because obviously you look at what that song has done for country music, not only you guys as a band. I mean, I was saying to Kelsey there over here in Europe in the nineties, Shania and Garth kind of put mm-hmm. a foot in the door and then with Need You Now and the TV show Nashville, you guys just kicked the door in. Oh, gosh. And, Thank you. I mean, you look at the records it broke, the, the extreme radio play. Um, is it true it was written very fast? Oh, yes. Yeah. It was the second song we wrote that day. Wow. Um, we had started one with Josh Keir, our co-writer, and finished it. And then it was like not even lunchtime, you know. And so Charles grabbed the guitar and started playing the chord progression and some of the the lyric and the verse and into the pre-chorus that he had kind of had as a voice memo in his phone and and it was off to the races you know we we wrote it so quickly I mean it was just one of those songs too that when we wrote it we didn't really know what we had you know it was truly the last song that we listened to when we met with our label with the A&R department before we went in to record and we just Charles thank God was like well let me just play you this before we get out of here, there's this is literally the last one in the pile. And 
it might suck, you know? I mean, <laughs> and so then we played it for them and they encouraged us. They said, just get in. I mean, it needs work, but get in and see what you can do. And our producer, Paul Worley at the time, um, we got into the studio and it just took on this whole new life. And we're just so grateful because obviously that's the song that, that changed it all. The Countryline Songwriters Series with Lady A. More episodes from this series are available on the Countryline app and website or just search for the Countryline Songwriters Series wherever you normally get your podcasts.